Hey guys, I'm Jackie Brubaker, your host of That Girl, the podcast. I'm an author, performer, two-time Emmy Award winner, human relationship specialist, and founder of the wellness website, loveyouevenmore.com. Each week, I bring on inspiring people and experts in their field to have powerful, motivational, and enlightened conversations about relationships, self-development, and how you can live your most authentic life. Follow us for daily updates on myself and the podcast at That Girl the Podcast and at Jackie Brubaker on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and our Patreon page. While you're at it, make sure to check out my new wellness website, loveyouevenmore.com. If you're wanting to dig into developing more self-worth, be healthier about relationships, and learn how to date smarter, go to loveyouevenmore.com and follow us on Instagram at loveyouevenmore. Welcome, Dion Wynn, to That Girl, the podcast. I am so excited to have you here. Dion is a multi-passionate and multi-amazing woman. She does so many things and is so successful at them. We're going to talk about that and how you too, if you are a multi-passionate person, can find better balance and really go for what you want. Dion, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Jackie. Thank you for having me. It's so good to see your smiling face on this Sunday. So, <laughs> good to see you too. Um, yeah. It's good. Thank you again for having me. I'm I'm excited about this. And I think it's such a great topic. Um, you know, what you're, you know, what we're talking about today, because as artists and, and just in general as people, people think they are limited to one thing and you're not. Mm-hmm. You're Absolutely. Not. You don't, don't limit yourself. Don't uh, let others limit you. Absolutely. So why don't you, I always like to let my guests explain more about themselves. They do a much better job than I can. Tell people what you do. <laughs> okay. Um, what I do, like I said before, we are women, hear us roar. That's yes. a job in itself. Uh, to, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. But um, I am a makeup artist of 20 plus years in the film business. Um, I also, so I personal for uh, certain clients and um, I as well, I supervise, I department head on movies. Um, The other thing is I am a producer, a growing producer. So I produce commercials. I've been producing uh, smaller, lower budget films growing now into bigger budget projects. So, um, and you know, in, in life in general, I am a wife, I'm a mom, I'm a grandmother, I'm a daughter, I'm a friend. So mm-hmm. all of those have roles to them. Absolutely. Um, I'm a mentor. Um, so, I try to reach one, teach one whenever I can. Um, so that also is another role. But, you know, I'm here on a journey, I feel. And on this journey to do as many things as I can and to touch as many people as I can along the way to leave my legacy and then move on to the next journey. Mm, I love that. And I resonate so much with that because that's how I feel too. I just feel like, you know, I'm just trying to live my purpose here. And sometimes your purpose just looks different than you thought and the way that you affect people and help people. And it's just different than you imagined it would be. 
Um, so let's start with being a makeup artist. That's that's actually how we met. So you were the department head of a film that I was on. And yeah. I was like, this lady is very cool. <laughs> I have to have we her just on. connected. Yeah, we did. We connected we did. in that way. Our spirits connected. Yeah. So talk about being a makeup artist and sort of, you know, that world is is interesting. It's it's difficult. It's wonderful. It's a, a bunch of different personalities. Um right. Talk about what it is to to be in that kind of world while also being a multi-passionate and balancing. Um, well, first off, uh, being a makeup artist, um, definitely in the film and television business. Um, I remember before, you know, back many years ago when I started, Jackie, it was, you know, a lot about the art form. Now we're moving into a much more digital world and business. Mm. It is a business in itself, but our department as makeup is a business as well. You have to be a good business person now to be a department head because there are a lot of things and responsibilities that are put on you to manage. Mm -hmm. Even when it comes down to budget of not going over a certain budget, making sure you're prepared for the upcoming uh, scenes that whatever that the um, the, the uh, script calls for and what the costume designer is putting together. Mm-hmm. So, you know, managing a business, you know, purchasing things, being responsible and accountable for those purchases. Now they used to pass out petty cash. And, you know, that's almost like an allowance. Mm-hmm. You know, you get the petty cash, you know, this is what you got. This is what you got to spend. And, you know, you go from there. Now they give you a company uh, credit card. And so it's still managed, but you think about plastic just feels different than paper. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, just keeping up with that, managing receipts. Like I said, you have to be accountable for all your expenditures and for your department and for the team that you have in your department. Um, I am a person that I I definitely feel like, do you need something Um you know, whatever that I can help that you can help you do your job better, you mm-hmm. know, or the supplies that you need. Um, I try to make sure I get, you know, everything that everyone would need and not just, you know, myself. Yeah. So um, that that is a, a big change that I've seen over the years of it becoming more business. Yeah. Um, and when you're dealing with producers, um, you know, you have to have a business mind talking to them to explain because in our minds, we know what it's going to take to execute the job, you know, as far mm-hmm. as makeup. But you have to think about a lot of times when you're dealing with producers, they are not artists. Mm-hmm. So you may say, I need this particular, you know, palette to achieve this look, whether it be a period piece or modern day. Um, and they in that palette made because cosmetics can be a little expensive, you mm-hmm. know, especially from what we do. Yeah. And so if that palette is three hundred dollars, they want to know why in the world is it three hundred dollars? <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. That's what it costs. This is what we're trying to execute. This is what the script calls for. And this is what the desires of the costume designer would like to see on the actors. So you have to be able to speak and just them. You're saying that. 
Well, it's it's Pat McGrath and it's it's a beautiful palette and she's fabulous. That doesn't explain to them. They don't mm-hmm. care about that. They we love that. And we love her, <laughs> but they don't care about that. So you have yeah. to have a business mind. And it also helps that we have that business mind to handle our own business because mm-hmm. it is a business and we have the potential to do very well financially. So you want to make sure that you stay up on those things. Mm-hmm. So, Absolutely. But, yeah. I mean, what I keep hearing is just because you're an artist, you need to absolutely understand your money and you need to understand how to work with other people's money, especially if you are department heading or managing in any way, you know, this is, and also um, we can talk about, you know, your, if you are a freelance artist of any kind, you need a social media. This is like, if you don't know that, I don't know what decade you're living in, but like it's impossible not to be doing that and doing that on the regular. That is its own business card, its own calling card. Um, A lot of people won't hire you if you aren't doing that. And that's just part of it too. It's, it's really not just, Oh, but I'm such a great artist. Again, whatever platform of artistry you're in, that's not enough. It's just Mm -hmm. not enough. You need to understand how to work with producers. But you are also a producer. So let's talk about getting into producing and then how you've, you know, kind of been able to sort of bridge that gap between being a makeup artist and a producer and working with producers. Well, first, let me say this with um, people, you know, your audience that may be listening is we are more than what you see before us. And a lot of us makeup artists that have been working in film and television for many years, but we've been paying attention. Mm-hmm. You know, we are some of the first to get the script. The script must be broken down. The characters must be built. You must have um, meetings and collaboration with costumes, hair department, props, Mm-hmm. You know, special effects mm-hmm. depends on uh, what's going on. Um, you know, when we last worked together was Me Time with Kevin Hart, Regina Hall, Mark Wahlberg, and a host of other great mm-hmm. actors. And there was a lot of effects work. So uh-huh. I had to hire an effects person to come in to execute what we needed. You know, a lot of the stunts and the effects work. Well, with me learning all of that and growing um, as a makeup artist, it actually makes it kind of easy from that standpoint to transition into producing because in my brain, again, speaking business, I can think, okay, this is going to cost this in this area. This is where our money is going to you know, be spent here. And I find that sometimes too, um, in our departments, we are kind of limited as far as um, what they see, the supplies, again, that we may need to execute the job. So with me becoming a producer, I wanted to be what I've experienced over the years, the change that I wanted to see. Mm-hmm. So I want to be of more assistance to the hair, makeup and wardrobe department to help them do their jobs because that's what not taken away from any other department or actors, because as we know, our business is about actors in entertainment, Mm -hmm. but we help them build those characters and bring them to screen and to light. So carrying that over into producing, 
I understand what may be needed. So that has helped me along the way. And, you know, it's, it's helped knowing a lot of the protocols, uh, procedures between hair, makeup, other departments versus producing to assist them more. I, uh, before I came to Atlanta on this project, I had um, wrapped on a, a commercial and I made sure, and the commercial was um, on the lower budget end, but I made sure that everyone had exactly what they needed, what they requested, and made sure they were treated like they earned the right to be there, Mm -hmm. um, that they were fed properly, they were well, and that I kept my word and stuck to the time that we Mm -hmm. said that we needed them. Good producer. Good shoot. I would have been on that shoot. (laughs) (laughs) And, And I find, like you said, being part of a crew, that's so important. Yeah. It's important to for, that your word be impeccable. Now, I've tried to keep that throughout, you know, my professional career and in my life, try to keep my word. Mm-hmm. And if there's a challenge in some area as a makeup artist and as a producer, then I go right to that person and says, this is the challenge that we're having. Can you work with me on this? Right. If there's something you know, that's, that's a challenge in the makeup department. Then I, I make myself accountable for that and go, we'll fix this. I may need your assistance here, you know, yeah. or a little bit of leeway. The same thing with a producer, you go to people, these are professionals. We're all professionals, yeah. you know, right. go to them and say, this is what our challenge is right now. Can you work with me? Can you help me out? And I found that when we wrapped, the crew was so appreciative and they were like, we were treated like royalty. Mm-hmm. And I was going like, wow. Yeah. But I understood as well, because I understand what that means when someone treats you with respect yeah. and dignity and like a professional. So, but I that made me feel good about the whole shoot, even besides the client being happy. Yeah, it was yeah. the fact that they walked away respecting me in my word. And so that crew, I can always go back to. And they tell me, you can call anytime. Mm-hmm. Whatever you need, we'll be there for you. And so that means a lot. That is, you're so, again, I feel like we are just kindred spirits. And the more I talk to you, the more I'm just like, we're just like, we're sisters. I feel the same way. When I started producing years ago, I started in music and I must have learned this somehow, but my grandfather used to say this and I didn't know this, but you hire professionals to do what you can't do well, you know, and then you let them do their thing. You can help guide them or like maybe a little bit more here, a little bit more there, but you let them do their thing. And my God, it's a beautiful situation. And what you also said is huge with the respect, feed them well, get them out at the time you said you would and get them paid on time. That's it. Those three things. You will be an amazing producer if you could do those three things because Mm -hmm. it's the respect that so many other producers that may not have been on, you know, in other roles don't understand, you know, and it's the ego that gets attached to it. And -hmm. you just can't when you're working, especially I think in a creative field, there's no room for that ego. And unfortunately there's a ton of it, especially from newbies who just don't know better. They're like, oh, I'm in a, in a role of importance. So now I'm just going to be, a you know, this like mm-hmm. big shit or something. You're like, you're no, why mm-hmm. don't you bring it down and be humble 
and just listen to what people need. And like you said, I think it would be an amazing time to shoot with you as a producer, especially because you are listening to every department and you are caring about what do you need to make this better? Not, oh, what can I take away from you or tell you that you you can't have, which is usually the case, because that's really what makes things roll smoother. Mm -hmm. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. It's funny. You were talking about your, your grandfather saying, and like you said, the ego and, um, the way I was raised, same thing, my grandparents, they would say, um, you know, what is ego exiting God out? Well, I also say ego exiting the good out of the situation. And like you said, you know, if, if, if producers were more conscious and, and no, you can't make everyone happy 100% of mm. the time. It's, it's almost impossible working with human beings, period. <laughs> but, but I, for me, there are producers um, that are in this business that can always ask me for a favor or to do something for them that maybe I don't do anymore, you know, because I've elevated you know, in a different mm-hmm. space, but I'll go back and do it for them because they've always been impeccable in their word. Yeah. And you do, you want to help other people out when they have been like that. It's worth mm-hmm. it. And they, they almost deserve it. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's just a good karmic, karmic thing happening. It is. It is. I think this is just really important for people who are artistic, who might kind of be starting out and maybe just haven't had the experience of, of not having enough respect or thinking they deserve a lot of respect. Um, I've encountered this too, where, you know, I've just watched, um, you know, young artists, whatever the artists may be just again, have this overinflated ego. And I think it's just coming from fear, you know, mm-hmm. just lack Absolutely. of experience, fear. And they think that this is, you know, let me have all these demands. Let me show up, you know, looking a certain way and like, It's not about you. You know, this is a team effort. Like it is about all of us working together and being conscious of each other of like, what can I do to help you? Because then they'll say the same thing to you. And thus we help each other. Mm -hmm. So maybe we can talk a little bit about like younger people getting into the arts and, you know, being multi-passionate and kind of wearing all these hats, but, but coming in just green, like what are some of the most important things they should Mm -hmm. know? Okay. Um, I want to touch on too, when you talk about as well, when you were saying about um, just, you know, based on fear and how a person presents themselves is you have to think of um, any um, film TV crew, because that's what we're speaking of, but a, a company, a captain of a ship, there's a captain of the ship, but the captain cannot operate the ship alone. Mm-hmm. The captain needs the crew to help operate the ship. Every bones of the ship and the um, and how that ship moves, progresses, it starts with the captain, but then it comes down. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so with hiring a crew that will be confident, that will be um, competent, um, able to execute is important. And yes, sometimes you have people that don't have as much experience, but they're fantastic and they're great and they can catch on. Mm -hmm. And that's just simply a judgment call. But that's again, Mm -hmm. part being a captain. 
Now, when it comes to, like you say, young people and getting into this business and, you know, how they feel the insecurities of this business. And I do find sometimes the loudest peacock sometimes is the most afraid. Okay. Um, So when I see a situation where I feel like a person is going about wrong, I usually will just reach out and say, hey, I have some a couple of things that I want to just share with you. Just keep in mind, you know, that I've been doing this a long time. And if I could just share these couple of things sometimes. And also what I find is when correcting people or trying to steer them a certain way, if you got a list of 10 things, five things, no one is going to hear you. Their ears mm-hmm. turn off. Even if you see 10 things wrong, what are the most important things that you see right now that need to be corrected? Mm -hmm. Then correct those. It might be two things that day and it may be a few weeks down the road that they're still working with you and you may say something else. You know what I mean? You have to see what is the business at hand? What's most important? What's the learning curve here? Mm -hmm. And speak on that. And then, you know, and I do when I, even when I correct, I correct people with love. I always think of with love. How would I want to be corrected or addressed? Even if you have to be firm in a moment, or even if you're annoyed or frustrated, we're human beings. People get annoyed with each other. Mm -hmm. They get frustrated, but still I try to correct people with love. Okay. And I think about, especially having children and being a grandmother, If there was a situation with my daughter and someone was correcting her on something, I want them to correct her with love. Yeah. So that's the way I operate. I think that's so important to come from a place of love and understanding, especially if you are, you know, higher up and you're, you're just trying to help really, um, how they, how they receive it, how they take it internally is, is their, Mm -hmm. their thing. But I love, I love that. I think that's really important instead of just lashing out. How do you find it best to balance all of this without burning out? Um, Like you said before, occasionally we all have them. You have a little bit of a meltdown. Mm -hmm. And that's usually when you're, you're a bit overwhelmed or you've taken on too much or you're trying to do too much or, you know, or, you know, do too much for everything and everyone and not yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, I found one of the most important things is, uh, we can't say this enough, even just in our world period, is you have to take care of yourself. It's like the airplane. Before you can save anyone, save yourself. Put yeah. the mask on yourself. And yeah. put the mask on, on the person next to you. Yeah. So, you know, I find... Um, the better I take care of my physical body and my spirit, the better I am. And the better I perform, the better I am of service of others. Um, And and when I say that, whether it be at work or my family, um, we can, our jobs um, take a lot out of us. Most people think we're just sitting there painting faces or we're partying all day at work, but it is a career. It is a job. And we work a lot of hours. It is very hard on the body. We stand, we carry a lot of things. We run back and forth, you know, and then while we're trying to practice safety, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, running upstairs, running downstairs, 
crossing over things. There's cables everywhere and lights. So you have to be mindful. All these things is going on in your brain. I've got to get over there that side. They're going to be ready to roll. Oh, step over that cable. Don't trip over that. They're like, mm-hmm. you know, get past. Excuse me. Can I get by? Can I cut through? And mm-hmm. so, and then in your personal life, because of the mental, artistic, and physical demands on our jobs, sometimes we work, we've worked so many hours and given so much to others, even our talent, our actors, that we don't have anything left for who's at home, mm-hmm. who's in our lives, our friends, our families, our parents, our kids, and ourselves. Oh yeah. So, you know, replenishing, I think, is so important so that you are able to keep yourself grounded and balanced and give to others. Um, I found before I would just work, 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 no matter, answer the phone, no matter. And, and, and as a producer, as a department head, honestly, your phone should be always on to ring. But I do take moments like when my husband and I are having dinner, Mm -hmm. I don't pick up the phone like I used to. I used to never not pick up the phone. Mm -hmm. But now when we're having dinner, because that is a conversation that's time for us, you know, to have and conversate. And so that he feels that I'm still present because that's very important, you know, just period is being present with the people that's in your lives um, is like I said, physical, physically, um, I've been working out way more in the trainer. I find when I get zoned in on that, then a lot of those other things leave my brain. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? There's a time where I can, you know, focus on, focus on how my, you know, I keep telling my trainer, Jackie, that I want these Michelle Obama arms and they're <laughs> coming in a little bit, girl. So when you see me, <laughs> Look but you know, I'm I- looking at that going, okay, Focus on this, the arms, you know. I love it. No, seriously, I like didn't recognize you when you got on the Zoom. I was like, um, (laughs) could you put more light on you? Also, I seriously, you look amazing, amazing, amazing. Thank you. I didn't want to say anything because we were like, but yes, you look incredible. So go, Michelle Obama arms. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That has helped out a Mm. lot, you know, here. Um, the other thing, you know, even simple things like taking a, you know, uh, a nice long bath, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, having a glass of wine, chocolate, if you like, I like mm, chocolate. Yes. So, yes. you know, all of that together, you know, all those <laughs> things. And, and might I say, Yana, you have the best baking hands ever. And that comes from a lot. Cause I come from a family of bakers. I was like, wow, these are pretty good. I was like, oh my God, they're the devil. I can't sit here without keep eating them. <laughs> but, but yeah, even, you know, things like that. I'm sure when you bake, you find a sense of peace. Yes, and release absolutely. When you do that. Yeah. Same thing cooking. I do that. So it's important to have other outlets uh, besides that. And like you said, even with the social media, um, now that is definitely something that we have to do. Even myself, I have to be better about it because that's where I was trained in a per se old school kind of way is that's an invasion. That's too much. It's, you know, you're releasing too much privacy. Mm-hmm. And so I've had to retrain my brain that that is also a business tool yeah. and to not shy away from it. You know what I mean? So, but you know, even with that, you still take a little bit of a break from it all. 
you know, to just replenish yourself. Because if you're no good for yourself, you cannot be of service to others. And I'm just going to add one more thing to that because all of that's so true and so incredibly important. Um, Having whatever you subscribe to spiritually, but having a spiritual outlet, I know, you know, I was working so much. And in the last couple of weeks, I really got back into my spiritual practice and it's been so helpful and grounding to just be like, Oh, that's right. <laughs> there's so much on you. Yeah. Okay. There's so much more happening in this world and with your life than just work, 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 work. Cause Absolutely. it's so easy for me, especially to fall into just workaholic mode. It's a real natural place for me. But I think having a spiritual practice, whether, gosh, whether that just means I do a lot of walking, that's very spiritual for me. That's I awesome. listen to great podcasts and, you know, pastors that I like and whatever just like really hits me. And I get to be in nature and breathing and all of it is so meditative. I also meditate as well. But, oh, you know, yes. just just being spiritual, reading spiritual books that really resonate for you, learning, continuing to learn in that place makes me just at least, you know, and maybe others, like it just makes me feel so much more like, oh, there's so much more to this world than just what I'm doing at this moment right. and who's calling me and where I need to be. Like, I love that you turn your phone off during dinner. I think that's really important because yeah, your spouse is important. Your family is important. Like they, they need your attention and you only get one family usually, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you, you want to be there. You want to be present and like yeah. the fire will you. wait. They do. They support you and they share us a lot because you think about, we spend a lot of time with others, you know, on a film set. And so they share us a lot with other people. So in return is when we have those moments spent with them we need to make it about that moment, be yeah. in the present. So, yeah. and like you said, that's a constant effort that I work on. I love that you meditate. That's something I'm trying to get better because when you can meditate, I am actually so envious of that because you can quiet all the noise in your head mm-hmm. and everything that's going on around. And that to me is such a art to be able to do that, that I'm working up to that. I can get there for a few minutes and then it's almost like this Jackie, like when you see the dog go squirrel. Yep. <laughs> but that's, that's always going to be it. That's always going to be there. Cause mm-hmm. that's just part of the, pra- it is a practice. It's called a practice on purpose because you are practicing not going towards the squirrel. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's different ways to meditate too. I usually do a guided meditation with Wayne Dyer that I've been doing for years and it's, wonderful. And, um, it's, there's chanting involved, just awe, but it's very, um, it brings you really back into your, into the meditation. So you're not just quiet sitting there. It's like constant, um, awes so that you can stay really centered, but Ooh, yeah. We're have to talk about that off screen. Okay. So, yes. Cause I love that. Cause I would do a lot of times I go, um, mm-hmm. I just hum and I listen yeah. to sound baths oh, uh, a lot. Favorite. Yeah. I have a friend of mine that sends them to me as well. But like you said, it's such a practice. And when someone can meditate for like an hour, I'm going, they 
are an angel because they can't be, they're not human like us. They have to be some sort of ethereal being because I can't sit there an hour and just be in the present, but I'm working on it. I'm a work yeah. in progress. We're going to talk more about that. Oh, I love it. Um, is there anything else that you would like to tell people about being a multi-passionate, what that looks like, what to expect, you know, any anything that pops into your head? Well, one of the things I would like to say, uh, too, is, like I said, don't, um, the universe does not put you in a box. Don't put yourself there. Don't put others. You're here on this journey to do whatever it is that you want. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you will meet resistance from others, but that's okay. You know, I was listening, one of my favorite people, you know, God bless his soul at rest, just one, was Stan Lee. And he talked about, you know, with creating Marvel, that it is the machine that you and I know it to be now. But he said, just because people don't care for your ideas that you have right now, doesn't mean they're bad ideas. Yeah. You know, and just because you aspire for other things and to do other things doesn't mean it's bad. I believe in being the change that I want to see. So be wanting to be a producer, I started operating like one, even when things are, you know, whether it be how I carry myself, how I interacted with others as a producer, what does that look like to me mm -hmm. and how I want it to be seen that way? Yeah. You know, making sure that I present myself that people would respect what they see in mm -hmm. my voice, in my opinion, um, in my expertise. So, you know, like I said, don't let anyone put you in a box and don't put yourself in a box. And yeah, it can be a little scary and fear. But what is fear anyway? False evidence appearing real. I love that. That's good. That's mm -hmm. so true. Yeah. Feel the fear and do it anyway. Keep going. Keep going. Yeah. Oh, thank you, Dion. Tell people how they can find you. Um, you can find me on Instagram, um, makeup by Dion. Um, I am I'm I'm Googleable. <laughs> That's such a word. But She's Googleable. I'm not hard to find. I'm always very open. Um, like I said, I believe in mentorship or either being able to point people in the right direction. Um, you know, always available. I've had the same phone number almost 20 years, so me I'm too. not a person. Like, no, you can't have my phone number. It, you know, everybody knows me, you know, by that phone number, but you know, I'm, I'm not hard to find or they can find you to find me. Cause we're, okay. we're, we're kindred spirits now, my sister. That's right. That's right. <laughs> also her stuff will be in the show notes. So you can click on the links. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Dion. It was so good to see you. Yeah, so good to see you, your lovely place. And hi, Blue. Blue snuck in back there for the show oh, a little bit. Maybe. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. Remember, sharing is caring. Make sure to rate the podcast and leave a review. We really rely on this to help get the podcast out there. Also, make sure to watch the video version on YouTube at That Girl the Podcast. <laughs>